Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. How easy is it for you to finish that verse if you've lost someone or something valuable to you? Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Wisconsin and Canada. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. Sometimes we discuss a topic from the Torah portion. That's the weekly Bible reading schedule that Jews and Messianic believers around the world follow. It's the method used to help us read through the first five books of the Bible in one year. There's also a half Torah portion taken from the prophets or the writings. Now, while we were at Shabbat service, I received a download from the Ruach HaKodesh about today's topic. It comes from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 37, the half Torah reading that goes with the portion called Vayera. Vayera means, and he appeared, referring to Elohim when three men appeared to Abraham as he was recovering from his circumcision. Among the key themes in Vayera are the birth of Isaac and Abraham's near sacrifice of Isaac. We know that Jehovah provided his own sacrifice and did not allow Abraham to kill his son. The Haftorah reading starts with the story of Elohim's provision. Starting at chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the wife of one of the sons of the prophet cried to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. And Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what is in your house? And she said, Your servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said, Go outside, borrow vessels from all your neighbors, empty vessels, and not too few. Then go in and shut the door behind yourself and your sons, and pour into all these vessels. And when one is full, set it aside. So she went from him and shut the door behind herself and her sons. And as she poured, they brought the vessels into her. When the vessels were full, she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There's not another. Then the oil stopped flowing. She came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on the rest. This is a wonderful story of Elohim's provision. It is generous and timely. Surely we all have testimonies about the Father's timely provision for us. It can come in many ways, and it can be almost anything. There is nothing too hard for our Elohim, and nothing He can't provide for us. Amen. Let's keep reading at verse 8. It says, One day Elisha went on to Shunem, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold, I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make a small room on the roof with walls and 
put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. So far, so good. We have a wealthy couple who wants to be a blessing to the man of Elohim. Mm -hmm. They weren't asked to do what they did. They were simply moved to build him a place. We also see that they followed the Torah instructions found in Deuteronomy 22 and 8. It says, when you build a new house, you must build a low wall around your roof. Otherwise, someone may fall from it, and you will be responsible for his death. Now, in verse 10, the Shunammite woman described a room on the roof with walls. So, they built the addition to their home. Picking up at verse 11, One day, the man of Elohim came there, and he turned into the chamber and rested there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, Say now, see, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. Where we come from, that would translate as, I'm doing okay. And the man of Elohim answered, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Well, she has no son, and her husband is old. He said, Call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway. And he said, At this season, about this time of year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my lord, O man of Elohim, do not lie to your servant. But the woman conceived, and she bore a son about that time the following spring, as Elisha had said to her. Now, Daddy, here's a couple of circles we talked about a few podcasts ago. If you missed it, check out Red Pill Tour episode 113 called Living in Circles. The circle here is that the Shunammite woman, like Sarah, had no children and her husband was old. Also, the word of Elohim spoken to her was very similar to his word spoken to Abraham about Isaac's impending birth. In Genesis chapter 18, verse 10, Elohim said to Abraham, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Well, that's a great circle, Mama. Now, I'll keep reading at verse 18. When the child had grown, he went out one day to his father among the reapers. And he said to his father, Oh, my head, my head. The father said to his servant, Carry him to his mother. And when he had lifted him up and brought him to his mother, the child sat on her lap till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door behind him and went out. Then she called to her husband and said, Send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys, that I may quickly go to the man of God and come back again. And he said, Why will you go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. She said, All is well. Daddy, there are so many twists to this story and opportunities to learn about our Elohim and his ways. The biggest moment for me is when her promised son died. I can't imagine how she felt at that moment, but we can see hints from her behavior. Let's get back to that point. You know, her husband clearly didn't know what had happened. He asked his wife why she wanted to go to the man of Elohim since it wasn't the new moon or the Sabbath. (laughs) That's another good point, Dad. I mean, the new moon and Sabbath part. Every believer in Jehovah should know why the new moon and the Sabbaths are important. 
They are special to our Elohim, much too special to be replaced by holidays and observances made up by man. Yep, you're right, Mama. In fact, we already did an episode on Elohim's calendar in episode 6, I think it was, and the Sabbath in episode 31. Now, if you haven't heard them, please check those out. You know, it's past time to be familiar with Elohim's calendar. I agree, Daddy. We as believers need to be following it. If we try to understand what's happening in our world using the Greco-Roman calendar, we will miss the warnings of Elohim. We risk being like the five foolish virgins, close but unprepared for the arrival of the father and the bridegroom. Now, Daddy, what did you get from the Shunammite woman's reaction to her son's death? Mama, she reminds me of you. Her response was, all is well. Now, because we know the Elohim of Israel, we understand why she said that, because it was a statement of faith and truth. Mm -hmm. All didn't seem well from a human perspective, and that was a fact. As believers in the Elohim of Israel, we know the difference between a fact and the truth. So let's keep reading to get to the truth. Verse 24 says, Then she saddled the donkey, and she said to her servant, Urge the animal on. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of God at Mount Carmel. When the man of God saw her coming, he said to Gehazi, his servant, Look, there is the Shunammite. Run at once to meet her and say to her, Is all well with you? Is all well with your husband? Is all well with the child? And she answered, All is well. And when she came to the mountain to the man of God, she caught hold of his feet. And Gehazi came to push her away, but the man of God said, Leave her alone, for she is in bitter distress, and the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. Then she said, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? He said to Gehazi, Tie up your garment and take my staff in your hand and go. If you meet anyone, do not greet him, and if anyone greets you, do not reply, and lay my staff on the face of the child. Then the mother of the child said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was no sound or sign of life. Therefore he returned to meet him and told him, The child has not awakened. When Elisha came into the house, he saw the child lying dead on his bed. So he went in and shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. Then he went up and lay on the child, putting his mouth on his mouth, his eyes on his eyes, and his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself upon him, the flesh of the child became warm. Then he got up again and walked once back and forth into the house and went up and stretched himself upon him. The child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. Then he summoned Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her, and when she came to him, he said, Pick up your son. She came and fell at his feet, bowing to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. Wow, there are so many powerful themes we could talk about. Mm -hmm. This is a really moving story, Daddy. Let's get to the point. In many believers' lives, we see Jehovah provide something wonderful for us. We know it was He who provided it, and we're thrilled to receive it from Him. Later, for whatever reason, it seems that what Jehovah gave us is taken away. 
That can be hard to understand, especially since we know it was a gift from the Father. That gift could be a person or a relationship, an opportunity, a career, an object, like a house or a car, or anything we value. Yehovah's ways are beyond our ability to comprehend, and that's why we relate to Him by faith, not by what we can see or perceive. To feel that something He gave us was taken away can really shake us to the core. Believe me, Miss and I have personal experience with that. Mm -hmm. The point we want to share is to encourage you to not be bitter against Elohim. In verse 27, Elisha said that the Shunammite woman was in bitter distress, and what mother would not be in this situation? Still, she was not bitter towards Elohim or towards the man of Elohim. Now that's why she went right to him, even though it wasn't a new moon or a Sabbath. Bitterness against Elohim looks more like not praying, openly complaining about what Elohim did or didn't do to you, or threatening to give up the faith because of what happened. That's when we say something like, if God was so good, why didn't he blank, blank, blank? The Shunammite woman simply said that all was well while she rushed to the man of Elohim. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and throw a tantrum over your difficult loss? Or would you take the red pill and say that all is well and go quickly to the presence of Yehovah, the source of everything you have? Only you can answer that question. These times are full of uncertainty and loss. Even the most sure institutions of men are failing right before our eyes. From a human perspective, there is great cause for concern, but if you're on Elohim's calendar, everything is right on schedule. The question is, which pill will you take? If you haven't endured a loss, like what we talked about, just know that plenty of believers around you have. Please find one and encourage them to stand firm in the faith, knowing that all is well. Amen. When and how our Heavenly Father answers their prayers is His business. But remember the two examples we shared. Our job is to continue to trust in Him and encourage our brethren in the interim. Well, Daddy, that's it for today's podcast. Listen to this once again and tell a friend. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour where you can handle the truth.